Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright. The power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so thrilled you could join me. This week, I am introducing a brand new show on Law of Attraction Radio Network, and I know you're going to love it and will gravitate towards it. We now have a second show of channeled information. You all know Gary Bodley, who channels Joshua on Joshua Live, but now we have an additional show. You can now hear the stream of David, which again is channel information through David Strickle. Now, I know you are going to get a double whammy of the Law of Attraction material from non-physical entities, and you are going to not only love it, but I think you'll be surprised that they are similar, but there's quite a difference. I think you're really going to get so much out of both of them. Also, I want to make sure that you listen to another new show called The Lawyer of Attraction by Paula Kid Casey. Now, this show is really fabulous. This week, she interviews one of our favorite people, Pam Grout. So you're going to want to listen to that because they really bring some great insights into how you can use the law of attraction. It's so much fun. And it's important for you to know how to create your life and even beyond that, to know that you are powerful and a magnificent being. There is a reason why you are here on this planet at this particular time. And we want to help you to find some of your answers that you are seeking to make life a little bit easier, more comfortable and for you to feel so doggone powerful. That's what we want to achieve on being on Law of Attraction Radio Network. So tonight, we are talking with David Strickle of The Stream of David. So you can get a preview of what's going to be happening on his weekly show. So let's take a fast commercial break, and we'll be right back with Mr. David Strickle, who is the channel for the stream of David. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network, heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. Come join us on Facebook for your daily dose of inspiration and action that reveals the secret within you. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash Law of Attraction Radio Network. That's facebook.com forward slash Law of Attraction Radio Network. Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, International Certified Hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. 
Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. Well, welcome, David, to Love Attraction Talk Radio and to Love Attraction Radio Network. I am so excited to have you and the stream on the network. Well, Jules, I was going to say that I'm excited to be here, but I can tell you that we are excited to be here. So it's, it's a big thrill. I've been a fan of the magazine for a long, long time. So I'm very, very excited to be able to contribute and to have my show on the network is, is a dream come true. So I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you. Now, the purpose of today is to let everyone know exactly what you're about and what you do. And this is so exciting. So, David, tell everybody about the stream and it's all about abundance, which I know my listeners <laughs> love. So uh, take it away. All right. Well, who doesn't love abundance? <laughs> no matter what the your version of abundance is, I always say if it's an abundance of health, great relationships, money, things, joy, whatever your idea of abundance is, is what the stream is all about. And I will tell you who the stream is. The stream is a group of non-physical entities that I have been channeling really my whole life. They've been coming to me my whole life. I've been sharing information that they have been sharing with me as far back as 1982 when I was 14 years old. And as I shared with you, I thought I invented the law of attraction. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was my personal invention. I, um, I didn't call it law of attraction, of course, but I remember being 14 years old and I grew up in a very dysfunctional, you know, my father left when I was six my mother did not want to be a parent after that, yet she fought and got custody of us and then sort of ignored us, you know, for, for the rest of our life, really. And it was a rough childhood because we were very poor, but our surrounding family, all of my cousins, even my half-sister, were very wealthy. Brand new cars in high school, you know, big homes, vacation homes, you know, traveling the world type of upper middle class to even upper class type of money. Yet my mother was a minimum wage receptionist. And she held a job and she paid her bills, but she came home and retreated to her bedroom every night. And that was our lives. We sort of raised ourselves. Wow. And I remember telling my older brother when I was 14 that I wanted our lives to change and that I'd been getting these ideas and I didn't know where they were coming from. But I had this idea that if I mentally placed myself in the position of being like our wealthy cousins and friends, that those conditions would come to us. And by the time I was in high school, and of course I did that, I told my brother that, he thought I was insane, he went his path, I went mine, we're still like that today, but by the time I was in high school, Jules, I was driving a brand new car, wearing the nicest clothes, fancy watch, running around with the rich kids in town. I lived in a small town in Louisiana, but we had some very wealthy families there, and they were all my friends, but I lived in this little two-bedroom apartment with you know prostitutes and drug dealers and things like that all around me which flavored my childhood, but informed me that I didn't, want, I didn't want that life for me, that I wanted more. So I would go hang out you know, with my rich friends and then go home to our two bedroom apartment where my mother was locked in her room. And that was my life in high school. And of course, when you're a poor kid and you see everyone around you with stuff, you think that stuff is the answer to everything. So I spent a good part of my life from that point forward manifesting stuff, lots of money, my own business by the time I was 19, and then I shifted and went on to the corporate side of life, sort of sold my soul for a little while, so to speak. But I did very, very well in corporate. I was a corporate executive for a number of years, did very, very well at that job, had nice things, lots of money, big house. I really got the manifesting of things down. But then when I hit 40, I realized that I was living you know, in this giant house with all of this nice stuff, but I still wasn't happy. So I spent the next several years learning how to manifest what I call true abundance which is where you not only have the stuff, but you're not using the stuff to soothe the disconnection from source. You're not using the stuff to soothe something else. You're enjoying the stuff for the sake of it. And, but you have a life of full abundance beyond that. And that's what the stream is all about. And that's what my teachings are all about. And of course, you ask about the stream. This has been coming to me my whole life. 
when I discovered Abraham, and I discovered Abraham Hicks years and years and years ago through a psychic who told me that I had this ability to channel. I told her what was coming to me. She said, you are a channel. You have a very, very strong connection to source. You have entities that are coming to you that have guided you through all of this stuff, but you need to understand what it's all about. And you're very much in alignment with Abraham. And she showed me some book and, and I said, you know, that sounds like the Bible to me. And I studied the Bible as a child and you know, I'm really on my own path now. And I ignored it for 10 solid years until someone else turned me on to Abraham. And they did that by giving me all of the original Abraham Hicks CDs. The very first ones they did where Jerry Hicks was interviewing Abraham on every topic. And I remember putting it in my car and driving home and thinking, okay, that's great, but I'm not gonna listen to this Old Testament stuff, you know, Abraham, whatever that is. And then I'm sitting in my car, turning into my neighborhood, and at that time, one of the things I was wanting to manifest was a Range Rover, specifically a black Range Rover. And there was a black Range Rover in front of me and the license plate said Abraham. Wow. <laughs> I took that as a very, very clear, knock me over the head sign. And I can be stubborn. And sometimes the stream or source has to knock me over the head for sure. I'm learning to listen in my old age though. And I took that as a sign and I went home and I listened to the entire library of CDs and it just, I came to life and I started getting better at my meditation practice. I had a Kundalini awakening shortly after that. And life just exploded after that for me. Wow. And another span of five or six years or so went by after that time where I really got my life in order. I got out of a bad marriage. I got out of the giant house because it just was you know, there to soothe the disconnection from everything. And I really learned how to operate on all levels. I got my health in order. I lost 100 pounds, got out of the bad relationship, got into a better relationship learn how to regulate the whole money thing to enjoy money and things for the sake of enjoying money and things. And then I realized that the next step for me was to take this message and share it beyond just sharing law of attraction principles in my business, which is what I did for years. I would teach commission salespeople how to be very successful using the law of attraction, but I wouldn't exactly call it that because I didn't want HR, you know, calling me saying you're teaching religion to me. Yeah, you right. You have to be careful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I did that for years and I ended up, I worked for an 80 year old company, very successful interior design furniture business. And I had some of the most successful people in that company. I had a woman working for me earning half a million dollars a year selling furniture, half a million a year selling furniture. It was incredible. But wow. you know, I, I, of course, it was very much about them, but I do feel like I played a role in guiding them on how to attract your perfect client and attract the abundance and not worry when you're having a bad month and that sort of thing in business. But I realized that that was the only thing left that I enjoyed about that job and that I needed to really take this to a higher level and share it with the world. I love that. And when I set that intention is when things really started to take off and that's when I decided that I needed to give this energy that was coming to me and identity outside myself. So together we came up with the name, the stream. And it's ironic after all of that, that I named my podcast, the stream of David. And now people tell me it sounds biblical. <laughs> you know, it does. It does. And it's like Abraham and, and with Gary Bodley, the teachings of um, Joshua. So it's like, okay, but it is a new religion because it's changing the way that we think it's changing the way that we identify and so it's not biblical it's just learning a new way of living but i want to go back to when you were 14 and you knew that you were not thinking right you weren't of the vibration so at that time what did you change and and i'm sure it probably had to do with self-esteem but what did you, do you remember what you changed to shift yourself? I think it was really for me, I always knew there was something in me that I always just had this inner strength and inner confidence, but I, it was, I didn't know how to act upon it. And I sort of just got to the end of my rope, you know, being poor, is hard enough, but when you're poor and you're around people that aren't yeah. and you see what the other side of life is and you go visit your sister who gets, you know, like I told you yesterday, she got a swimming pool and hot tub for Christmas one year. And then we go back home to eating cans of beans in our house. Wow. 
you know, that was very difficult to see her just showered with gifts and, and, you know, my father would give us a hundred dollar bill. It wasn't like he gave us nothing, but you know, we get a hundred dollar bill. She would get a TV, a VCR, a bike, clothes forever, toys forever. And it was all from her mother's side of the family. And that really being the younger of the two, I think it bothered me a lot more than it bothered my brother. And I think at 14, I was really had been left to my, I had been left to my own devices by my mother for so long that I was kind of just finding my path. But that was also the age that she and I were really starting to butt heads. And I, I, it sort of came to a boiling point with her because it seemed like she, she was so angry and had such low self-esteem that she wanted me to be down there with her. And I got into a fight with her and she said something to the effect of, you're dumb just like me. You're not smart like your brother. You're dumb. You're like me. Your life is going to be like this. And it just exploded in me. And I remember saying, you may be dumb. This was to my mother, but I'm not. And I'm not going to do that. That's not going to be my life. And that was really a big turning point for me. So it was sort of a boiling point of, of anger and just frustration that just bubbled over. And that's probably the thing that set that off because that's around the same time that this epiphany came that I remember telling my brother about. And it really did change my life. And it made me view my mother very differently after that. And I have now, and we had a very rocky relationship for the remainder of her life. You know, she didn't speak to me for the last almost 20 years of her life. So I have now come to a point of appreciation of her in her now state. And I look back on her life with a degree of sadness that she chose that path to live that way. But I'm so glad that I rebelled enough to not have my life turn out like that. I broke that pattern. And my brother did too. He did it in his own way. He did his through Christianity and he's very deeply religious and that serves him and that's great. But, you know, I I look back at her and realize all of the things that she said and did to me were only about her and not about me at all. And I stand in appreciation for the fact that she brought me into this world and gave me this life that I enjoy very much. So, you know, you've got to learn to deal with things like that. And we all do. And I know that just having that tumultuous relationship, if I didn't have that, I don't know that the stream would have really come out this way. And now I look at the lives that I impact with this message and I'm so humbled by it. Yes. So you had to go through that to totally understand how to teach it actually and how to allow the stream in. People have got to identify and that was the reason why you had to go through that. I think so. And you know, what's interesting. I will share. And, and as you get to know me, you'll see that I'm extremely transparent. I share everything good and bad about my life. I'm human. I channel source. I use that in my life every day, but I'm, I'm sharing my side of life because I know it helps everyone else. Because when I started the podcast, and really started becoming known and having you know listeners all over the world, people would come and say, well, you know, you've got, you're special. You've got this channel thing coming to you. That's why you have all this abundance. It's not available to me. That's not true. You know, I, I have problems and I have overcome multiple things just like everyone else. And I know now that the things that I've overcome help me teach and help and inspire others. And I share that stuff very readily. And I'll be very candid and share with you that, you know, I very much resonate with Esther Hicks and the Abraham teachings. I even, you know, I wrote a book. <laughs> I'll always take an opportunity to plug my book, The Stream, sure. Eternal for a Better Life. And in the book, I, I acknowledge Esther, you know, for turning me on to the stream because I would have probably never gone to this link had she not made channeling so comfortable for me. But I was talking to somebody yesterday, one of my clients, and she was talking about Abraham, how She's very, she loves Abraham and she's very inspired by them, but she finds that the stream gives her some tools that perhaps Abraham does not. And this is not criticizing Abraham, trust me. But she had an interesting perspective. She, she, she She said, you know, Esther's life sounds like it was pretty smooth. Yeah. You know, she says she had, you know, a nice childhood and she met Jerry and they had this nice business and then she discovered channeling. And that the difference is, is that it's like listening to Abraham, but with a lot of bumps in the road and how the Abraham or the stream message, which is really the same message, helps 
people overcome these things. Right. So it's, it's intended for the same audience. It's intended for a different audience. It gives you some different tools. It's a different human perspective on source guidance that's coming to us. Wow. Yeah, I agree. You do have um, a different perspective. And we know with channeling, there's only, they can't go above your knowledge base, or can they? Now, they often say that they are limited to my intellect and vocabulary. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's very true because, the, you know, it's, it's, it's messages, downloads of thought that are coming to me. I have trained myself with their help to be able to speak it very clearly and hopefully my intention is a very easy to understand, no riddles sort of a way so that you can take that information, really grasp it and start applying it in your life right away. And, you know, there's, there's definitely things that come out of my mouth that are so far above me that are not from me. Uh, a lot of wisdom. I think I shared with you that my, my ex-husband um, took my course recently and he shared on one of his testimonial videos that he knows this is not coming from me because I'm not that wise. So, <laughs> okay. So I thank you for the plug, but you know, you're also my ex who took my course. So obviously there's some, there's, you know, you trust that it's real because you saw how my life has gone. So there's, there's wisdom that comes out that is above my intellect. But if you come and want to ask me how to perform surgery while I'm channeling the stream, I won't be able to have the words to tell you how to do something like that. So that's kind of, and, and some people, and I understand people being skeptical of channels. I was skeptical of, of Esther, at least for like a second until it really resonated yeah, with until me. Until I saw her. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I until, saw you know, her eyes, yeah. When I tell people about the stream, you know, listen, trust your instincts. If it resonates with you, it's for you. If it doesn't, then you're right not to listen to it or to move on. I'm fine with that. You know, it's, I know that it's not for everyone, certainly. And what's so incredible with this universe is like, there's people like John of God who does surgery and they work through his hands to do surgery. And there's others that speak the wisdom and they speak it to attract that particular audience. I just think, wow, you know, mathematically, it's incredible. It's genius. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited to hear you speaking about hearing you. Would you mind channeling us a little bit for us so that we can get a preview of what's going to be seen and heard on Law of Attraction Radio Network? Absolutely. I will. But right before I do that, I do want to add that, you know, I believe and from the streams teachings, we are all channels. We all have source flowing to us and through us. And they've even gone on to say that, you know, all of these beautiful creations, these man-made things that we look at and appreciate are expressions of source, whether, you know, it's, it's a piece of art or healing or even, you know, an expensive luxury car, you know, we can look at something and say that's beautiful. And society sometimes teach us, teaches us that we're not supposed to have that thing that we look at. But what the stream teaches, if we look at it and we love it looking at it, we appreciate its beauty as an expression of source, then we are worthy of it and we can possess it if we align with it. And it's all expressions of source, all of it. So <clears throat> I will uh, take a quick break. Okay. Let me, before you do that, can I just ask you on what you just said? So we need to align with what we want vibrationally. And how do we do that through meditation or do we do that by noticing how we're feeling about it? Oh, wow, this is exciting. You can just feel it. I've got to have that. Tell us. Well, what I've come up with with the stream in this past, you know, the podcast has been out for a year and, you know, I have a, a social media following and I have a guided uh, meditation app called Streamscape. So I have all of these components, but what the stream introduced in the book is the idea of Taya. And Taya is something that we've come up with and it stands for trusting your abundance, as simple as that, but we've given it an identity because it's a process, because it's, it's, a, it's really about raising your vibration 
more often, your default vibration. And I get into that in my podcast too. So if you want to hear about that, we all know that when you're up in high vibration, you are attracting the things that you want into your life just naturally. You don't have to sit necessarily in place in order. There's things that you have as your preference. And if you believe them and you're high on the vibrational spiral, as we say, they just start arriving. But if you go down the spiral, you are doing the opposite of that. You are down in negative emotion and you are creating your obstacles. And we came here to create and overcome obstacles. But if you're allowing yourself to go down the spiral more often than not, then you're creating more obstacles and you're also canceling out all of those dreams. So we go deep into all of that with Taya, how to raise what we call your default vibration. Because what we do is we learn about the law of attraction and we start meditating if we weren't already. And then we start trying to create actively in our meditations, hammering into place. You know, I want that Bentley. I want that Bentley. I want a million dollars. I want, you know, a new relationship. I want to be healed. Whatever it is that you're thinking about trying to make happen. But inevitably, when you start trying to do that, what you're doing is really activating the vibration of it not being there. I want it because it's not here. I want it because it's not here. I want it because it's not here is what you're thinking. Yeah. And that's what you're really starting to omit. And that's why you hold it away. Whereas if you really just work on cleaning up your default vibration and getting higher, that will solve the problem right there. You're just up more often. So what we do in Taya is we teach you to appreciate, forgive and appreciate your transgressors, which cleans up all of those triggers that drag you down. We teach you to work the vibrational spiral to move up at will on demand to understand polarity that drags all of us down. That's a factor that a lot of teachers don't talk about. We talk a lot about polarity and the fact that no matter how high up you are, how connected you are, how often you meditate, there's going to be days that you're down and you feel awful and you don't even know why we talk about that. And we talk about how to acknowledge it, appreciate it and move out of it with ease. So you're not spending so much time down there. We go deep into setting positive intentions habitually throughout your day. I still do not get in my car without setting an intention for a safe and stress-free drive. And I have safe and stress-free drives. And I used to live in San Francisco, which is not so easy to do no, that. It's not. And, and I did. And, you know, all of these things come together. And I have a boot camp called Taya Boot Camp that people can go through in eight weeks time. And in eight weeks, what you do is work on all of this stuff in a boot camp environment with all of that accountability so that you're changing your default vibration and you're establishing new habits that raise your vibration. And the alumni that come out of there, it's just amazing what they're achieving and they're super confident. You know, they know how to deal with negative vibration. They know how to deal with being DTS, which is down the spiral. And it really changes your life if you do the work in the boot camp to do it. Wow. Oh, that sounds so exciting. Oh my goodness. And I know you've got everybody's attention now. <laughs> So I'll let you go ahead and do your thing. We are here. Wonderful. Thank you for being here. I'm hoping that you could talk a little bit to the new listeners of the stream of David and tell them and let them know what you're all about. We are a collective. We are not a singular entity or soul. We are not in physical form. We are what you would call the core of source energy. We are available. In fact, we are connected to all creation. We are pulsing through all of you. If you relax, you feel us. If you relax and open your mind, you believe, you resonate with this. We are here to guide you. We are not here to judge. In fact, we are not here to judge 
anything that occurs on your planet. Very often, human beings feel us, feel their own connection to us resonating and, and pulsing through them. <clears throat> and they believe, because they have been taught to believe, that that is a judgmental deity with a set of rules. And that to receive your prize at the end of your lifetime, you must follow these set of rules. And to receive abundance in this lifetime, you must follow a set of rules. There is no set of rules other than the very simple universal laws. And that is simply that all creation occurs via attraction. And all attraction is governed by polarity, always. You have positive and negative on every topic. You have two sides to every story. You have vastly different opinions on almost every subject that exists. Yet many of you fail to acknowledge the impact of polarity in your lives. And our core message is to come and as David likes to say, close the gap on the idea of attraction that you only need be happy and everything comes, which is true. But we are here to tell you that due to polarity, you're not always just going to be happy. And you do not need one who channels to tell you that. You experience that in your lives, regardless of your meditation practice, regardless of your connection to us, you naturally become disconnected from us. And that is by design. That is so that you will place some obstacles in your lives. We are also here to tell you that you did not come to this physical existence, and many of you know this, but you did not come to this physical existence to live lives of comfort and perfection. You exist that way in your eternal state, what we call your completed state. You are here on a brief weekend trip to experience this life. That is why your ego overshadows all of your other past existences, your other future existences. You come here to place and experience obstacles. And we are here to share a message with those of you who are vibrationally aligned with this, who are ready for this, and very few are, to understand that very often humanity gets it backward. And that is by design. That has placed obstacles. That has led you with your vast intelligence to discern your preferences and create this amazing environment that you now enjoy and loathe. <laughs> and that is all by design. And you are not racing toward some utopian state of perfection. And we have said many times that if that is ever achieved in a physical environment, that physical environment would cease to be because it would no longer be necessary. We are powered by expansion. We are not physically focused. We are powered via your expansion, your soul expansion. And your soul expansion is powered by coming into a physical environment, experiencing obstacles and overcoming them, or even not. <clears throat> the obstacles create expansion for you, whether you overcome them or not. Now, the expansion is greater, especially while you are physically focused, if you overcome that obstacle, for sure. But you will return to your completed state after this brief life experience closer to the core of source because of the experience that you have come and had. And we very often say when we kid you about working in reverse, that you often look upon those that are born into poverty, starvation, illness, and believe that they are somehow blessed, cursed, while the one that comes and is born to great privilege is somehow blessed. But that is not the case. The ones that are choosing, and you all choose, to come 
into an environment of genocide, of war, of starvation, with cancer, all of these things that you believe are tragic, and we understand your thought process, those souls are coming choosing to experience greater contrast because they have moved closer into the core of source and they want to come and experience great contrast. And once again, we give you the example of the small child who comes with cancer and dies at a very young age, yet is highly enlightened and shares great wisdom in a very short amount of time. And you all resonate with it. Yet you look upon that as tragic and sad, but the child does not. That's why we have this message. That's why we want you to understand that if you really raise yourself to the highest vibration and connect with your own personal stream and it is always flowing to you, that then you will see with such clarity that you will understand the nature of obstacles. And that will help you then understand the nature of your obstacles and the fact that you place them and that there is nothing that you place that you cannot also overcome. And that there's nothing that you can look upon and appreciation and not possess. That is our message. So with health, you can heal yourself. You can shift the way you're thinking by connecting to the stream, each individual stream, for the knowledge and for the comfort. Correct? We are here to tell you that indeed anything is possible and we very often place a caveat that anything within your evolutionary cycle is possible. You are not going to sprout wings very likely and fly off a building. Okay. But if you manifest an illness within your body and you do, even if before birth, you do have the power to heal it. Now the example that we gave of the small child that comes with the cancer that soul intention may not be to heal. It may be to come and inspire and have a very short life experience and return to their completed state. And there is an awareness of that. There is more awareness at a very young age. And then as you experience the world and allow the world to influence you as you will, you start to disbelieve and you start to disconnect. And some of you live a fair amount of your lives disconnected. Mm -hmm. And then you reach a point where you start to want to return to that connection. And you all do it in different ways. Some return to religion. Some find a practice such as this. You call it spirituality. You all want a source connection. You all want and need to believe that there's more than just this. And deep down, you all do. Even the most staunch atheist understands that there's a stream connection coming. They are just too black and white, too intelligent to acknowledge that, but they know it's there. They know they can love. Love is not tangible. Love is not black and white. They know. They just have not allowed themselves to find their path to it because it's weird or it's odd. Beautiful, beautiful. I love that. So we came here with a purpose to experience something or we came here with the purpose to overcome? You came here with both. Many believe that there is some predetermined destination that you are on a path of, that we hold for you, or that your soul had some sort of contractual agreement to. That is a bit misguided because the, the contractual agreement was simply your soul's desire to project into a certain set of circumstances to see if you could find your way out of it or not in this lifetime and to come and discern your preferences while physically manifested here on this weekend trip that is life and find your path to joy. It all comes down to joy. Whatever makes you joyous is what you're really on the path to. You come, forget all about, for the most part, what has occurred before this lifetime by design on purpose and place obstacles, overcome those obstacles and you spend your lifetimes trying to find your path to the level of joy that you exist in when you are not physically focused, when you are in your completed state. 
And then we say that, and you very often ask, then why would we ever come do this if we are living in pure positive? And we have given the example of going on vacation, going to a five-star resort in Hawaii and laying by the pool for a few days is lovely. Having someone wait on you hand and foot and sunlight and, and amazing food and beautiful people. Then you get bored. You do that for 30 days, six months, you're going out of your minds. You need obstacles. You need something to overcome. You, you need challenges. And those that live in that lifestyle very often place obstacles on purpose. The one who comes and is born into great privilege and develops a drug addiction or an un, you know, unplanned pregnancy, any of those things, they're all obstacles because life was just moving along too smoothly. And, and that's the contrast of the obstacle was needed to overcome. And sometimes it is not overcome. Wow. Do we ever get to the point of not coming back? Or are we continuously for hundreds of lifetimes on different planets? Do we ever fulfill what the stream says? There is absolutely no final destination for your soul or for us. We are the core of that which you call source. We are a collective. You are hearing from many who have been physically manifested in in infinite amount of scenarios. There is no stagnant energy energy is either expanding or it is dying. And we are the most powerful energy in the universe. We are about nothing but expansion. That is why when we are flowing through David and we are asked about historical events, we would rather focus on what is going on now and what you are creating for your future. We can share with you that there was not always an earth, We can share with you that there were other beings here prior to you that you are not even aware of from your science at this point. We can share those things with you, but there is no point in that. There is is consciousness going what you would call backward into infinity, and there's consciousness going what you would call forward into infinity. It's all consciousness. But it is not stagnant. It's not stagnant. History is continually shifting. The future is continually shifting. You are all physically focused in an environment where you believe everything is, this is how it is. And this is how it was for me. And you don't understand. My childhood was this. I can't get past this. And we will say your childhood is your recollection of it. And you have control over that. And you can change any aspect of it through your focus that you wish to change to a version that serves you better. Or you can continue to wallow in self-pity for the rest of your life and allow it to continue to attract things of like nature to you. It is your choice. Wow. So we come to you for knowledge and experience. And it's through you and your teachings that we can go forward by understanding what we're doing to ourselves right now. What's stopping us from achieving what we actually came here to experience. You're helping us move beyond our blocks. We are here with an intention that is aligned with David's intention, which is to share with you that which he has learned and applied in his life and to continue that practice to continue to enhance his life and those that are vibrationally aligned with this message. We are not asking David to stand on street corners and hand out flyers. We are not (laughs) placing billboards. We are not recruiting. We are making ourselves available through your technology to those who stumble upon us magically, vibrationally, and who listen a little bit. And whether they believe all of this or not, allow themselves to listen and allow themselves to think that makes sense to me. That resonates. I want to apply this in my life. I have those issues too. 
I want to solve those things. I believe I can be happy and healthy and abundant and have a flow of wealth and have amazing experiences and have relationships that are very satisfying. I believe I can have all of that. And I listen to this and I believe that the tools are there and the information is there to answer my questions. Mm. That, that is who this message is for. If the entire planet would listen to it and apply it, yes, you would reach a utopian society, but you know that that is not going to happen due to polarity. Right. You all have different preferences. You are all individual. You are all on your own paths. You are all coming and placing obstacles, some more than others. So if you are here and this message resonates, you're in the right place. And we are here to serve you. So if I, I have a deep desire for peace in the world, but will I see peace in the world from my perspective, but someone else may not? Well, when you place the caveat from your perspective, you could look at the world and see that it's operating exactly as it should right now. We would tell you that that is our perspective, that the things that you view and are very upset by are very natural occurrences in this physically manifested existence. And as we said earlier, if you ever reach a point where you're all sitting around agreeing with one another, laying by the pool in Hawaii, sipping your cocktail, then there would be no point in having any of this. And there'd be no point in having politics. We've got to have the good and the bad in order to move forward, to decide what we want in our life. Is that it? Well, that, that is how Earth has manifested and how humanity has manifested in this particular scenario you have drawn boundaries and, and claimed space and established governments with rules and, and separated yourselves by the color of your skin and, and other things and, and established religions with, in some cases, willing to slaughter one another for your beliefs. Mm -hmm. From our perspective, we do not judge that because from our perspective, this is a blip in your time because you are all eternal. If you come and slaughter one another, you return to a completed state and decide to come back and do it all again anyway. You, you have all died a million deaths. Death is not what you make of it, although we understand your perspective of it. We understand because you are discerning your preference. You do not want to see one murdered. You do not want to see one abused. You, do not, you want to be happy and joyous. And we are telling you that when you said from your perspective, you can make that your perspective now. You can align yourself with only seeing and experiencing the things that you wish to see and experience. And we understand that some of you call this placing your head in the sand, but the sand can be a joyous place to be. Yeah. Because if you want to get out there and mix it up, that's your choice also. You can do that. But in the mixing up, if you are allowing yourself to go down your spiral and your desire is to be joyous and happy and connected to source and all of the mixing it up, you're going to be out of alignment with that sometimes, especially if you allow it to drag you down. Mm -hmm. We, David has used the example of your politics, especially the current state of politics of being so divisive. Yeah. But understanding that the ones that are in charge and the ones that are in control aren't really dragged down their spiral by it. They're using it for empowerment. They understand how inciting fear gives them power. They are perfectly in alignment. That is fine. Wow. Getting out there and saying things that upset 50% of the population is empowering. So you're saying that those who from a certain perspective would be considered to be evil is okay. You can't judge them. Is that correct? We do not judge any of it. Yes. You discern your preferences right. and you are all judgmental, whether you wish to be or not, <laughs> because you true. discern your preferences. That's true. You can absolutely be less judgmental because 
if you are more judgmental, that is rooted in your own fear and your own down the spiral thinking. If you are constantly looking at another saying they are wrong and I am right, we encourage you all very much to stop needing to be right. Oh, I love that. Raised to a vibration where you don't need to argue with your brother-in-law anymore. You don't need to get on the internet. If your desire is to be connected to your personal stream to source and to be joyous, the arguing will not bring you that. And the needing to be right, if you are doing it for sport, that is different. But most of you do not. Most of you are so tied to your reality and your version of what should be that you go down your spiral to fight for it. And you are never going to convince everyone on this planet to believe the same way that you do. It is not going to happen. (laughs) We always say that there's no such thing as impossible and everything can evolve. But if you ever do reach that point, that will be the end of the environment. And and we see very well that you are nowhere near that. (laughs) I feel like we're still at the elementary stage, just trying to learn it and grasp it. We will say that you are collectively ascending to a higher vibration, and that is because of your technology. David is reaching people all over the planet. He has people on six continents in his boot camp at this very moment, resonating with this information. He spoke to one in Hong Kong just the other day who is young and and saying that these ideas are not allowed in his culture but yet they're infiltrating his culture and they're taking hold with the younger generation. And and we encourage all of you to look at your younger generations. Yes, you attain wisdom as you grow older, but the younger generations are actually born up to speed with the time that they are born into. And sometimes more advanced. In fact, usually more advanced. And we give the example of, of the little one that can walk over to his grandmother's purse and pull out her device and show her how to use it. <laughs> that, that is very true. David watched a show recently called Junior Geniuses. And these children, they were flashing up a set of numbers and three of the numbers were a different color. Then the numbers went away. And then the children were giving a very complex math equation to solve with the numbers that are no longer in front of them. And these children could do it. And we swooped into David in his bewilderment and said that is because humans created computers that are smarter than humans. And now new humans, those that are being born now, since computers have become so prolific, are becoming more up to speed with the way computers operate. And we understand that that is way out there, but that explains why these children are able to operate more like a computer. The, The consciousness is there, it created the machine. And now consciousness is catching up to the creation. You are so vastly intelligent as human beings that you create this technology and the world gets ahead of you very fast, just a few generations old, and the world has escaped you. David tried Snapchat and Snapchat blew his mind. He said, this is obviously not for me. I'm too old for Snapchat. I can handle Facebook. I can handle Instagram, but I cannot understand the Snapchat while those half his age live on Snapchat. Exactly. You are all being born more up, more and more up to speed with the current times. And as you age, if you do not choose to keep up to speed with these things, it's going to get away from you fast and you disconnect from your world more and more. It's so true because I rely on my grandchildren to teach me new technology. It's so true. And they're babies. That, that's brilliant. I love that. You, each each the generations have things to teach one another for sure. And you would all be well served. David's generation looks often looks at millennials and believes that they are entitled or lazy. And he lived in a building full of millennials, wealthy, high earning millennials in San Francisco. He, he said he was the old fart in the building. And they would sit around in their pajamas on their computer and play and and work a little bit and and live in $10,000 a month apartments. And he realized with his connection to us that perhaps they're the ones getting it right. You are supposed to sit around in your pajamas and play and earn 10,000, pay $10,000 rent if that's your preference. 
Wow. That is, yeah. So we've got to get unstuck. And that's what you're here to teach us or to remind us to move beyond. I love this. I love this. It's absolutely brilliant. We are almost out of time. Matter of fact, we are out of time, but you are wonderful. Thank you so much. This was very good. We enjoyed it. That is all we have. Wow, <laughs> that was wonderful. Now, David, do you do you sit there and listen to what they're saying? Do you have recollection of it? I it's like a dream. I always say that there are times that we're connected and they're back here and I'm out here. And then when I allow it, it switches and I'm back there and they're out here and <clears throat> I'm there and things will grab my attention, but I'll, I, I've trained myself. Like if the, I, I think a phone went off or something, I have trained myself not to let them go away to just stay back there and let them do their thing. And it's when it's done, it's like a dream. I can tell you bits and pieces. And sometimes I'll be in a conversation a week later and something will pop up that happened like a dream and I'll remember it then. But I go back and listen. Every time I channel the stream, I always go back and listen because I get so much from it. I, that's how the podcast operates. I come on, I tee it up. I channel every single podcast. I usually don't have guests. Sometimes I will. And then at the end, I have gone back and listened to it. And it's kind of like we come back and talk about what the stream just said. Wow. So you have three very different segments and the energy is very different because we're kind of together. Then it's just them. And then it's just me. And I'm always very wound up at the, the end of the podcast is super like now super high energy because they've just flowed through me and I'm all up. And yeah, you so feel it's, good. It's, it's an entertaining thing to listen to once you get used to listening to them for sure. Now, when you wrote your book, it was automatic writing and you were channeling them in the written word. So is that, was that different for you? No, because it was already, I started channeling into the recorder on my phone and writing kind of at the same time when I was really setting the intention for it to really come through on a specific topic where I set the intention and it comes through. And I taught myself how to do those things simultaneously. And the writing is, you know, I don't, I'm not a big journaler, but I love writing on the computer. And it's just once you open up and let them start going, it's incredible. And of course, I found the perfect editor who knows how to edit all of that without changing the verbiage. Yeah. Right, right, right. So that was very important. Yeah. She'll be my editing partner forever now. She's amazing. That's great. Okay. Well, we all are out of time, but this was a total delight. I, I love it. Now people can go to your website, which is www.thestreamofdavid.com. Real easy. You can't forget. It just go right there. But yeah, you can find me everywhere. The Stream of David website, the Stream of David on YouTube, the Stream of David on Instagram. And then I have a Facebook, the Stream of David. But I also have Taya, uh, excuse me, Abundance Breakthroughs, the practice of Taya on Facebook. And I'm in there live three or four times a week. Wow. So definitely check out the Facebook group. There's a lot of live interaction going on in there. Abundance Breakthroughs, the practice of Taya, T-Y-A. And now you're going to be on Law of Attraction Radio Network. And every Sunday, we're going to have a brand new show. And you're going to be on the 24-7 mobile app and live stream. So this is fantastic. And I'm delighted that you and the stream are with us. This is going. This is just a blessing. I'm just thrilled to death. Thank you so much, David. Thank you so much, Jules. I look forward to getting to know everybody. It's very exciting for me. It's wonderful. All right. And with that, we're going to end this show. Thank you, David. Bye now. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.